Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Caussade, S.J. Book 2, Chapter 2, Section 8, Great Faith is Necessary. This total abandonment is as simple as its effects are marvelous. Such, then, is the straight path to sanctity. Such is the state of perfection and of the duties imposed by it. Such the great and incomparable secret of abandonment. A secret that is, in reality, no secret. An art without art. God, who exacts it of all, has explained it clearly and made it intelligible and quite simple. What is obscure in the way of pure faith is not necessary for the soul in that way to practice. There is, in fact, nothing more easy to understand nor more luminous. The mystery is only in what is done by God. This is what takes place in the Blessed Eucharist. That which is necessary to change bread into the body of Jesus Christ is so clear and so easy that the most ignorant priest is capable of doing it. Yet it is the mystery of mysteries, where all is so hidden, so obscure, so incomprehensible, that the more spiritual and enlightened one is, the more faith is required to believe it. The way of pure faith presents much that is similar. Its effect is to enable one to find God at each moment. It is this that makes it so exalted, so mystical, so blessed. It is an inexhaustible fund of thought, of discourse, of writing. It is a whole collection and source of wonders. To produce so prodigious an effect, but one thing is necessary. To let God act and to do all that he wills according to one's state. Nothing in the spiritual life could be easier, nor more within the power of everyone. And yet, nothing could be more wonderful, nor any path more obscure. To walk in it, the soul has need of great faith. All the more, so as reason is always suspicious, and has always some argument against it. All its ideas are confused. There is nothing in it that reason has ever known or read about, or been accustomed to admire. It is something quite new. The prophets were saints, but this Jesus is a sorcerer, said the Jews. If the soul, following their example, is scandalized, it shows but little faith and well deserves to be deprived of those wonderful things that God is so ready to work in the faithful soul. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, 
to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When Saint Therese of Lisieux was dying, she heard outside her window, down below, some nuns who were talking, some Carmelite nuns in her convent. And one nun said to the other, oh, it's so sad that when we write the circular letter after Sister Therese dies, we're not really going to have anything to say about her to the other sisters. Well, that sister may not have had much to say, but after her death, when her autobiography was published, when people began to be captivated by this saint, this young saint who lived in a Carmelite convent, those sisters must have been quite surprised when their little Therese took the world by storm, when she has been declared a doctor of the church, when she's been declared the patron of the missions, when she seems to be the most popular saint of modern times. What did these sisters miss? Well, they thought only of the spiritual life in a way according to their own ideas, it seems. They had kind of fixed notions. And because St. Therese did not fit into what they thought were the settled grooves of spiritual progress, they missed what was happening there. But Father de Cossade in this chapter is helping us to understand saints like Therese. Of course, not only her, but each of our own lives he's helping us to understand. The point is that the way the Lord leads us is mysterious. And no one should try to judge where another person is. St. Paul says, I don't even judge myself. Because if the Lord is leading each of us to himself, through his son, but in unique ways, then we don't really have a standpoint or a viewpoint by which we can really know just how close another person is to God. In other words, there is both one way to God, Jesus Christ, and as many ways as there are people, insofar as we each are a unique participation in the mystery that is Christ. So let us not be discouraged if we're in darkness. Let us not be put off if other people don't seem to understand us. Let us keep in mind the Holy Eucharist. There has never been anything like the Holy Eucharist in the history of the world in this sense, that there has never been a change like the Holy Eucharist. We have things that sort of change in their appearance. We have one thing becoming another thing, sometimes like with, say, the burning of something into ash or the death of something, or sometimes a seed becoming a tree. 
one thing becomes another, it might seem. But in the Eucharist, it's a complete change of what one thing was, bread, into something completely different, the body of Christ. Nothing of the bread remains. Everything is changed. The deepest structure of what the bread was is gone and been changed into the body of Christ. But what stays the same? The appearances. This has never happened. This has never been seen before. And so we should not be surprised that when our lives are each something unique, because just as the Eucharist can look very ordinary, like a piece of bread, but underneath that ordinary, unchanging appearance, the most profound transformation into Christ is taking place. So in each of our lives, the external things might seem the same. No big changes in the external life. St. Therese did no great big change in her life as a Carmelite nun. But beneath those appearances, each of us is being transformed from glory into glory into our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be praise and glory forever and ever. Amen. Father and Son, Holy Spirit, Amen.